Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. Today's episode features Sloan Tate, a medium based out of Miami, Florida. We laughed a lot during our time together, so I hope you're ready to giggle right alongside us as we dive into how Sloan discovered her abilities, the four types of clients who come to see her for sessions, and her experience at the Arthur Finley College, which is a school for the advancement of spiritualism and psychic studies. Sloan also gifts me with a mini reading at the end where I get to hear from both of my grandmothers who have passed. This is a fun one, so sit back and enjoy. The way I like to start is I like to draw a card for my guests, if you're okay with it. Um, I, I have so many decks, but this is the one that I got recently and I've been using it a lot. Rebecca Campbell. Do you know, do you have this one or do you know it? I also collect cards. So I, love, <laughs> I also have that card deck and also it has been showing up just like, I can't stop seeing it. I guess people, I thought if people got it for Christmas and then I was like, maybe spirits showing me a message. Oh, and now you're completing that. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, you know, she just came out with a new deck too and I ordered it and it's going to be here today and I can't wait to I I love that deck. It really inspires me to make my own. I feel like she, Rebecca Campbell is so great at making it unique. She still pulls off the traditional tarot and like subtle ways. And however, they're just beautiful decks. They're beautiful. Oh my gosh. I know. I, I've loved cards since I was a teenager. And so it's a dream of mine for sure to make my own deck someday. All right, I'm just gonna shuffle these up. I'm just gonna pull one. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, so your card is Star Mother. Okay, so this says, how can you mother yourself? You are more held than you could possibly imagine, loved and cherished so dearly that if you knew, you would not spend one second of your life in separation, worry, or fear. Let the mother carry your burdens. Let her rock away your fears. Lay all of your worries, regrets, shame, and guilt on her altar. Please, please, sweet child, do not fear. You are love in motion. If you allow it, you are already healed. Let her remind you of your goodness. Let her love away your fears. Your capacity to love and hold others is limited to your capacity to love and hold yourself. Be compassionate with your sweet body, mind, and soul. Treat yourself like the beautiful spirit that you truly are. Remind yourself that you are doing your best and try not to carry all of it on your own. You have got this and the mother has got you. 
Let her broad arms take away your burdens. Let her lift the weight of the world off your shoulders. Forgive yourselves, my dear sweet child of the earth. Does that resonate with you right now? Yes. Yeah. I find also that the card that I draw sometimes ends up flavoring um, the episode that we end up recording too, that, that the theme that is brought up about loving and mothering yourself could end up being part of our episode and, and the message that we are meant to give. So I think that's an amazing one. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So let's just kind of move into um, talking about you. <laughs> Tell me about how you knew you were a medium. How did you discover this about yourself and when did it kind of show up in your life? Well, okay. So when I discovered it was when, through yoga, I, that was the clearest. I was in my 200 hour teacher training and in Shavasana, I started to have experiences. I was seeing light, textures, and then I would see actual bodies hovering over me, and then they would start communicating with me. So I, that was the clearest, like, okay, this is what's happening. So once regular meditation came into my practice, I understood that there was something more ethereal happening than other people around me, that what they were experiencing. And so um, I said, there's something here. <laughs> and I started to explore it. And um, actually for me, I would go to different mediums. That was my way of like, is this real? Like, I didn't really know what was happening. And that's when I came upon Rachel Hope because she was one of the first mediums to, I know you've had her on the show. Um, and she, she saw what was, what I was experiencing. Right. And most of the time I would sit with mediums and I would just see like, okay, are they seeing the same things that I'm seeing? And they were, it would always link up. And then when that experience, and then I started to receive training and study mediumship and then eventually offer it as a service. But it definitely started as a, I definitely had this gift as a child. I grew up on a horse farm. So I was born on a horse farm, a giant horse breeding and show farm. You know, my mom is a horse trainer. She's also an intuitive and she does card readings now. And I mean, although back when I was a little girl, we didn't really understand our gifts. We weren't in that space yet in offering it as a service or even claiming like, I didn't know what a medium was at that time. So I think it's been a part of my life for ever, for eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the things that we're meant to do often come to us when we're ready and um, they come to us easily and naturally. And it's almost, I don't know how you feel, but it's almost kind of like um, we think it's so easy. It just flows. You don't even realize it's your gift sometimes, you know, that things just happen and you think they're normal. You think other people experience things that way. And then when you start to realize, no, maybe they don't. (laughs) And it doesn't mean we're better than anyone else. It just means everyone has a different thing and um, recognizing that it's maybe not the most common thing that 
it is a gift of yours is is important. So I don't know if you felt that way, but that kind of it kind of sounds like that that it's been there. A hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly right. And there's so many different kinds of mediumship. Like it's a connection to source. It's connection to higher being and, and even studying this gift in such in depth ways, you recognize that there's people that have certain gifts. Like there's people that specialize in, um, in exorcisms that move dark forces and that's what they're great at. And then there's people that are artists that channel and they are doing it. And then there's people that connect with spirit. There's two people that connect with angels. Everyone has some kind of different unique gift and no one channels the same. And it's the same on earth. Even without knowing that you have this gift, we all have connection to source because we're living, we're breathing and we have life source energy that's moving through us at all times. That's how our heart beats. Yeah, we are source. <laughs> like we do things without knowing. It's just that the, the light flows through us. So we're all mediums. We're all walking mediums. So what pushed you to finally make this a career? Because there's a difference between getting messages and, and giving them to people or sensing spirit and then actually making a living from it. So what prompted you to kind of make that shift? Cause that's a big, that's a big jump. Uh, my brother committed suicide. He took his own life and, um, I'm so sorry. Emotional, but, yeah. uh, it's okay if you do. <laughs> it was just, it was a moment where I, uh, was like, we got to figure this out. Like we can no longer be shoving down our gifts because I felt that when he passed, he was feeling alone that he was feeling um, like he didn't matter or that there was something wrong with him. And, and I was living that life as well. And I just was like, enough already like I'm gonna figure it out like I'm gonna figure it out for you and and then you know it started to just impact my life so greatly that it became a part of like me discovering this part of me because what I recognized you know growing up I was on a lot of medication uh when I was 11 years old I went to the doctor and I told him that that I heard voices and I saw things and and I will never forget that moment of silence in the mm. room, that cringing feeling of, oh, what something I just said is going to have repercussions, right? Mm. And from what I made up from that scenario caused a lot of pain for myself and feeling that there was something wrong with me and this was not something to talk about. And, and so for me, I felt embracing it as a job, as something that I did for a living and exploration, constant studying of, that I can uplift this, this veil and tell people that we're all gifted in some way. And I think if we really looked in the eyes of spirituality, there would be no need for insane asylums. There wouldn't be no need for, and I know this is a radical view, However, when we look through the eyes of love and we look through the eyes of wholeness, we're able to stand in our power and to see that all of our gifts are unique. You know, I study uh, yoga and one of my master teachers, he was actually handed to a guru 
that he was studying under as a child. So his parents mm. listened. He's from the Eastern culture where they meditate and they have regular practices. And so when they received the message that this child would be special, he'd be unique and he would be a spiritual leader. And so they were, and they were led to a teacher that would teach him their son. And so when the child was born, it's rumored that he actually was handed to the teacher before he was even held by his own mother. And although he grew up in normal circumstances, going to school, having friends playing, he also would spend time with his teacher and learn how to harvest and use his gift. He spent time in his childhood learning how to use his gift and to, to grow it. And I think there's something very different happening in the Western culture right now where instead children are being told you're different and, and, and here, take this pill. And I'm, I'm not saying that Western medicine is wrong or bad. I think there's solutions for anything. I think there's an energetic behind it and that feeling and sensation of like, there's something wrong with me as a child is, it's, 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 deprecating you know it can be um fatal like in my brother's situation or it can also be a source for addiction where we're shoving down numbing 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 the voices numbing our power uh because we have this great fear of being for me my fear the story that i made up was that i may be held against my will and that fear Especially when you're gifted, fear is not very good because <laughs> yeah. and that's where you know things like schizophrenia come from, and where we're hallucinating and we're not in the truth, right? We we fall out of alignment, and we come out of the truth. So there's a lot around mental health and that influenced me into becoming a medium because I wanted to prove to my surroundings that this is not only capable of living a prosperous life, being a medium and connecting with spirit, but also that like, this is real, this is powerful. And this is invigorating. It is amazing. It's bliss. It's total bliss. It's magical and heaven is here on earth. And that is why I became a medium. I love it. And I love that you brought up um, your childhood because my daughter is three and for, I don't know if it's been a full year, but just about a year, she tells me that she sees monsters and I don't know if they're really monsters, like, you know, dark energy, or if they are actually the spirit that she's seeing and I ask her are they mean monsters or are they nice monsters and she always says they're mean and so then I'm like staging my house and you know trying to calm her down I'm like it's okay you know they're not going to get you and I always pray to the angels and I always um you know ask for protection but it's interesting that she feels that way you know it's so amazing, right? The mm -hmm. intelligence of a child. Yeah. I feel that sometimes children use more of the capacity of their brain than adults. Mm -hmm. And um, it is interesting. And I don't have the answers. 
but I know that, um, especially, you know, I'm not a mother myself and I can't imagine what it's like growing up or raising a child and feeling that sense of like, oh my gosh, you're seeing like scary monsters, you know, <laughs> because I was that child and I saw scary monsters in my house. So, um, you know, and, and I think back, um, this is something I'm actually exploring right now as I'm, I'm mentoring some younger children, young women who are in their early, early teen years and are experiencing, um, experiencing this. And, and they say like, I don't want, like I, they're seeing dark energies and I'm, and what we're coming down is, is that they're actually choosing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're choosing it because they're like I don't want this I'm angry and I'm like well when you choose anger what's gonna show up <laughs> an angry monster <laughs> and so I think it's it's really interesting and I wonder like is this something that you get to go through because I know I sure have chosen the demons sometimes and I've danced with the demons you know I've done you, I've, I've done it but um because just to find out that the shadow isn't that scary after all. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to, I just wish there was like a book out there on this or something. And maybe there is because I don't want to tell her it doesn't exist or, you know, downplay what she's experiencing. I want to encourage her because if she has this ability, I want to be the kind of parent who encourages her and helps her along the way. But I also don't want, if it is dark energy, I don't want to encourage that either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not my house. Like, oh, monster. <laughs> like, I don't want okay. to do that either. So two things come up for me. Yeah. First thing is that, um, so I, I recently went to the Arthur Finley School, which is mm -hmm. the Spiritualist ac uh, Academy. And um it was amazing, like total Harry Potter. So <laughs> there's different, you know, there's different kind of categories for uh, mediumship. And spiritualism, I think, is kind of the king of mediums because they really work with, uh, with mediumships, specifically contacting spirits. So spirits are some people that have crossed over and have been here and have lived a life here on Earth. So this is the funny thing. I was in class and we're going around. I mean, the school is amazing. It's like Harry Potter. Like you can, it's out of this world. Right. So, but it's like school, except you're like, <laughs> like Harry Potter, you know? So you're, um, so anyways, we're in this small groups and we're going around and we're channeling, we're picking up spirits and we're doing exercises. Like, uh, we're blending what they call. And so, um, one of the guys in the classroom, in my small group, from the very beginning, he, when we all introduced ourselves, we were like, why are you here? And, and, and you know, I'm like, I'm here to spread light. And like, <laughs> I've got this bouncy personality and he's sitting next to me and he's like, I'm here. I'm here to fight the demons. <laughs> and like thinking that he is bringing in light. But like the thing about spirituality is it's like, you've got to focus on what you want. And like throughout the small group, he was just that guy that would just be like bringing up the demon every time. And 
<laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and it really was hilarious. Like I, I just thought this is so funny because before I went to that school, I was the kind of person that was like only high spirits, only high spirits. You know, I would stage my place before I went in to like do my sessions. And then I realized that spirit is just spirit. And in, in the in the spirit world, there is no dark or light. It's just light. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing ever wrong. And that's like our, and, and, and that's a big purpose of mine is to connect people that we are spirit and we, there's nothing ever wrong. Like, and there is no dark energy. Like we make that up. So, and, and I saw that how the human minds work by this amazing character in my small group at the Arthur Finley School because he would, and then we, so we were going around a circle popcorning and we we're picking up spirits, linking in, and we were uh, blending with different, like with, we're just picking up personality of the spirit, right? And like every time we'd popcorn over to him, he'd be like, uh, I see this dark cloud. <laughs> <laughs> with two eyes and the instructor would say okay well just to let you know humans also have two eyes so and he's like, it's a dark spirit and he's like it's not a dark spirit because we're asking for spirits to come through right now because you know we have choice in the matter and we're control so it was just hilarious and then the instructor would walk him down and break it down no we're calling in spirits and so humans also have two eyes. So go in deeper. And he's like, no, it's a deity, like a, an Indian deity. And he's like, okay, so does anyone here in the room have connections with an Indian deity that like someone that would have prayed to an Indian deity? And then like, you know, that would be of this faith. And, and then people would raise their hands and they were, and then he would break down and he would realize that it was channeling a spirit that of a man of guy and it ended up being the instructor's friend that had passed away like the weekend before that was you know but it was oh, like wow so just to see the layers come off and to realize and witness this guy who was like creating these like demonic forces that weren't even real <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> and I'm like oh my god where do I do that that's massive like what an aha moment because I'm realizing that it is not spirit like the spirit world is not scary it's our minds that make it scary and so I think that's the most important thing to relate to your daughter is that she has control and so you know that's like have you asked her can can they go away can you have you asked them to leave you know I have. I mean, I've done it for her. Um, but I asked her. Yeah, it would be good to have her do it. Exactly. It's yeah. just strengthening that willpower deep within inside of her and recognizing that she always has. She's she she has the the will. She has the choice in the matter. And if she tells them to leave, they will leave. I love that. I mean, I love that whole story. First of all, it's just so funny. This guy is cracking me up. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love him, <laughs> but you're I right. Love him so much. He's I so love funny. him. I had so many aha moments from this man who was here to fight demons. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm an empath. So like, I can even pick up on this guy's energy. Just you like explaining him. Like I can, I feel like I know who you're talking about and it's just so funny, but 
what an amazing lesson, like you said, to learn that it's our perspective that is coloring what we're seeing, not just in that situation, but like you said, in all areas of our life. I mean, that's a huge, huge, it's just a different way. I mean, we all know that. We all know that our perceptions color how we experience life, but what an interesting way for you to be reminded of it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And just like, even in Arthur Finley, I realized that like, the person that the spirit came to was so specific. Like they chose that, like spirits are trying to speak to us all the time, but they choose a person that they connect with. It's all synchronistic. And, and also that, um, there is something around the idea of like, we, everyone channels differently. And, and so we're, it's just in our consciousness, you know, it's, it really comes down to our nervous system and what we're experiencing. And that's how you're going to relate to spirit in that moment. Yeah. So I want to hear more about Arthur Finley because, um, for a while I, I wanted to be a medium and I was taking classes and going to a school and kind of trying to hone that ability. I don't know what, I don't know what my gift is for now. It's podcasting <laughs> for now. That's what it is. <laughs> this is what feels good now. Um, but just having that background and taking some of those courses in mediumship, I'm curious what, like you were there for a while, weren't you? Just tell me kind of how long you were there and the stuff that you learned. Well, I was actually only there for a week. Oh, still a week's kind of a long time. It feels like <laughs> it felt like eternity. I mean, gosh, for me, um, Hey, before I had reached this school, I had up-leveled in my community. Like I said, I really found mediumship through yoga and mm -hmm. yoga really isn't about mediumship. However, it's a great platform to be able to use tools within our bodies because my body is the vessel. Um, but before that I was like tapped out. I was like, where am I going with this? Like, I need more resources. There's nothing out there. And so when I arrived at Arthur Finley, I mean, I, and I had tried to go before and it just didn't work out. Mm. So, um, I went, so this time it was easy, just like butter, you know, like butter, like it just flowed. It was so easy. And I went and, um, I mean, I cried the first time I was in there. I just bawled my eyes out. I felt like I was at home. I was studying in this room full of books that were so ancient and that had, they're like these old 1900 books that had so much information on it. I was able to step into my power to discover, like, I felt like there was just an infinity amount of information out there that I could resource. And I've been reading books, 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 books after I left there. So just to feel that and to feel, to feel like I belonged was huge. I mean, I think anyone that has experienced spiritual, you know, just empaths, like the, the path that we've been on, especially my path, I felt I made up a lot of stories throughout my lifetime that did not serve me, mm -hmm. that I was unique and different and weird. And like, you know, and so when I first discovered my gift, I was like, I'm special. And then as we often do, and then I kind of numbed that down and went back and balanced it. And then to find Arthur Finley was like, ah, oh, like such a fresh breath of air. Like I can do this. And, um, 
and I've been doing one-on-ones, but at Arthur Finley, it just pushed my barriers. And that's exactly where I want to be is living life on the edge. Yeah. Constantly challenging yourself. Oh yeah. Then there are so many times. I mean, they blindfold you, put you on stage. Like it's insane. I mean, I was, but I, I'm, I'm so, I just love it. This is, it just fascinates me. I love it so much. It's amazing. And, and what I've discovered from those moments of like signing up for my reverse Reiki class, thinking that I was doing like just, you know, I grew up in a very conservative environment. So I thought Reiki was like so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then just feeling that freedom of, of who cares? I'm going to be myself and I'm going to follow my heart and I'm going to do what I love and I'm going to go the extra mile and I'm going to experience bliss in everything that I do. My whole life is going to be an expression of bliss. That's a beautiful way to live. We should all be living that way. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> did being at Arthur Finley, did it help you to heal anything within yourself? Were there, I mean, obviously it sounds like you were seen, you know, you felt seen and accepted. Um, what kind of healing did you experience? I think that was a big, that, that's a great question because it was like, I healed. Mm. I, it was. I got to feel what being in spirit, just letting spirit flow through me, not good spirit, not bad spirit, just spirit, let it flow through me. And through that entire week, I think I healed more than I'd ever healed in my life. It was just like letting it flow through me and receiving messages. And I mean, and that building it's like thin air. I mean, spirit is like the readings you're getting in that in Arthur Finley. First off, the tutors that are teaching you are the best in the world. Like they're so renowned. I mean, my instructor was in, he was like, I'm in three different countries a week, like wow. working, like amazing. But you know, also the, 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 they pick up addresses, like phone numbers. Like, I mean, it's insane. The kind of information you're pulling from spirit, from the ethereal, from space, empty space. Right. Um, and there are all kinds of different methods and, uh, techniques that they teach you there that is so expansive and just the power of allowing spirit to move through you. I got to witness how powerful that is. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I know when I have gone and, and done trips or retreats um, where it feels like that, sometimes I have a hard time coming home. Did you experience that afterwards? It's like you have to integrate what you learned back into your everyday life. And sometimes that feels like, ugh, <laughs> like really hard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, something I've come to accept about being a medium and offering this as a service is that education is apparent. Like, so I, I'm okay with leaving cause I know I'll be back. I'm already, I'm going back March. So I was like, oh, you are. <laughs> I can't wait to, I was like, I'm so excited to one share this gift and like my clients that my regular clients are like amazed with, just one trip to the Arthur Finley, how much my sessions have uh, become so much more evidence-based, 
very clear. Like it's amazing and fascinating the the results that I've gotten and the um, feedback that I've gotten from clients that have both had me in the beginning and then after. It's amazing. Um, and I think again that comes from that just that healing of letting spirit flow through you and um and also just like continuously like being on the um inquiry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, beautiful. Yeah. Let's talk about your clients a little bit. What are some of the common themes that you've that you've seen that you've experienced that um they are working to heal within themselves? <sighs> I mean this is interesting because it evolves with me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I do get the most common thing I get with clients is clients that are stepping into freedom. So that are stepping into their own bliss and uh, stepping out of society's way, so to say. So uh, that's what I particularly work with. And then I think there's like, I think there's like, I categorize like four different clients that I have. Okay. <laughs> the cool. Client that's like super desperate, just like mourning very deep in their morning. You know, they'll believe anything. They just want to like touch that, that sensation of their past loved one again. You know, um, this is a hard state to do. And it's normally after someone's passed recently, I don't love doing readings in this state sometimes because like, although they have the reading and they can listen back to it, it's like, there's some, a lot of mourning that needs to happen for them to see clarity and to really receive, right? Receive the information. The other person is the skeptic. The skeptic is like the person that questions everything. The skeptic is absolutely my favorite, favorite person to read because like, they want evidence, you know, they want the evidence. And then, um, and they're also open. Skeptics also open to being wrong or being right, whatever it is. Like they're open to it. They just want the facts, you know? And then there's the angry person that's resentful and they're bitter because, you know, mourning has many stages, but when they're in that angered state, it's hard for them it's not even worth coming into a reading, honestly, because um, my experience with clients like this is like, they're just angry. They're upset. And like what they're coming to for me for is to have like their loved one back. And I cannot do that. Mm. Um, and most of the time it's hard for them to actually hear the words that I'm saying. And normally spirits knocking on their door, trying, 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 please let go of the anger so you can hear me. Yeah. Um, and then the last person is just the, the traveler, the, the explorer, the open heart one that's just there to, to learn the depths of their soul. And that's why they're there. And um, I also love reading this kind of person because it's just in-depth and amazing and the explorer. But definitely all clients are based off what I'm experiencing. What am I healing at this moment? Um, everything that shows up for me is totally a reflection for me. And I'm super honored to sit with each client because I learn so much information um, about myself through each um, sitting. I mean, spirit's powerful. So when we sit in that power, 
uh, we both heal. Yeah. It's a two-way healing process, isn't it? It's back and forth. And um, it's kind of similar to Reiki. I'm trained in Reiki a little bit just through level one, but you know, the, one of the first things they teach you is that when you give Reiki, you're also receiving, how can we keep love from ourselves if we're giving it to someone else? You know, whatever form that is, whether it's mediumship, Reiki, massage, I don't know, whatever it is, is it's going to come back to you. Are you willing to check in for me for just a second? Like, would you mind just like a couple seconds, just like something easy? Okay. So, um, I don't know. Okay. So I have someone here. Okay. And I'm feeling your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, she's giving me chills like in her lower arms. But the first thing, um, I don't know, she's just saying that you take on a lot of qualities of her mm. and that there is the biggest thing she's showing me is her home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this would have been an important place for gathering, especially for you just to feel that warmth and that place of home. And it's almost like you searched for that a little bit at some point in your life, like feeling that sense of security. Um, yeah. Connect with that. That her beach house is is our family beach house now. She left okay. it to have family and okay. I go there often and it's the only place that has been home to me my whole life. I've moved a lot. So yes, that totally. Okay. Yeah. So there's something about security there. Yeah. Um, I'm also seeing, um, and she was married. She was, um, not, not while, um, her husband had passed before I was born. Okay. So I that's, didn't. She, that's what she's saying is that she's with the, the husband. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let's see what else she has to say. Okay. So I'm feeling like there's some like, huh. okay. So she's kind of, she's explaining to you, um, all right. Well, cause there's like a lot of family stuff that she's talking about also. Like there's, um, uh, first off, she's showing me like, um, I don't know. She's showing me like elementary pictures. Like there's like a fire truck, there's a, a frog, but, um, I don't know if there is like, is, is this your father's, is this from your father's side or your mother's side? So both, both grandmothers are passed on both sides. The, the first, you might be pulling in the other one now. I'm not sure. Okay, but the, you're blending, but, um, well, I don't know. I'm just seeing this like little boy that she is like adorning. And so I feel like it is your other grandmother that's coming through at this time. Cause she's actually feeling like she doesn't, um, it feels like she's further like the other, the first grandma that came through was like really like a parent. Like I felt like she was close. Like she almost like lived in the same city and this other grandmother is just feeling a little bit more further away, but yeah. she is stepping forward and saying like adorning this little boy who is not a little boy here on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my dad. I think yeah. you're talking about my dad. Okay, yeah. He's like really in love with her son and she wants mm -hmm. to declare it, like say that. Um, and, um, I love grandma readings. 
because <laughs> that's really what it's like about. It's about being held, you know, but there's definitely something that is important for you to know is that um, they're both showing me this ladder and in this ladder, there's all these notches and they want you to know that you're high up on the ladder. Mm. And I feel that it's about your path and in your direction that you're going in. Um, they're, they're one acknowledging you and saying like, you've done the work and you are right where you're meant to be. I feel like there's this loss of focus. Like you just aren't really sure. Like, am I really there? Like, it's almost like, I feel this energy up in here. That's like, like, Oh my God, I have responsibilities. Like, is it, am I really making the right decision at this time? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so they're just, they're saying that you've done the work and that you're high up on the ladder and that to trust, like, and it's interesting because it's like, you're, it's like the high, the ladder to heaven and there, it's just all light up there. And, um, there really isn't, there's nothing holding the ladder. It's really faith and security that's doing it and that it's okay to live in the flow. It's okay to live by spirit and to give yourself permission because I feel that you actually have a lot of responsibilities here on earth. Like you, you mentioned that you're a mother and there are concerns of like, it's important for my future and you don't always know what's going to happen in the future. Um, and they want you to know that you're always provided for. You will always have a roof over your head. Your children will always be taken care of and that there's nothing ever to worry about. That's amazing. Like that's just so right on because in my own meditation, I get messages and I've been told that 2018 and 2019 were like the building blocks for me and 2020 my my what I'm supposed to do is sit back and receive that things will come to me and that I need to just be in the flow and a lot of that I think is having that like I have to meet spirit halfway I have to have the faith that that's true and I you know I I have to do my part now so I think that's what you got I think they're totally like reiterating that to me so that definitely made sense. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so amazed. Like just from the moment I got on this podcast, I could really feel God and I could feel being held. Mm. So, um, I think that's like an important aspect that you give and offer and it's amazing. What an amazing podcast you've created. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, sometimes I downplay things too. You know, I, I think we all tend to do that. I, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if this podcast is it. Like maybe this is the jumping point, you know, and I don't know what's in the future for me, but I, I don't know. I'm tough on myself. <laughs> so thank you for well, saying that. I, I think that, you know, that's kind of the thing about doing spirit work is it's just like, you just show up. Yeah. And like, and you're just, you just have enough. You don't have too much, too little, like you have enough. And and yeah, for sure. This is like really important to what you're doing. It's so important for people to normalize spirituality, to normalize what's going on. Let's take it out of the darkness. I mean, especially where you live, you live in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I, feel, I feel that, uh, you know, like in the South and the Bible belt, you know, like it's so important for us to start having conversations and people just to understand what it is. Like, uh, there's such a genre right now I'm like cleaning up because I feel like there's clarity that could be had. Like 
people just to understand a little bit deeper. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm, I'm not from this area originally. So sometimes I'm like, why don't you guys get this? Like, come on. Like I get frustrated a little bit, but that's where they're at. And we have to meet them where they're at and help them to just raise their awareness. That's all we can do. You know? Well, I definitely think that your grandmother is coming through to let you know that like you're creating that security, you know, yeah. you're creating that for yourself and that your grandmother is saying that that's your legacy and that, and you're right now, that's exactly what you're doing is you're creating that legacy for your own, your family and mm-hmm. for yourself, creating that security blanket, that safety, like, because in that home, it feels so warm, like mm-hmm. the most warm feeling yes. ever. Like, it's just like, I feel heart and soul there. And so I think, um, you're creating that for yourself in this moment. And, and it really comes from discipline, having trust and like exactly like this podcast, like this podcast is your discipline. You're just, you're showing up, you're showing up, you're showing up. And from this, like other things will blossom. But I also think it's important in this moment to think of like, what do you really want? Like, what do you want? Because I feel like you have everything you want. I, I think I do. For right now, I do. I'm always looking to the future and I need to be more, I need to stay more present because well, everything I, I have right now. Hmm? Staying in the future is great though. Like it's better than <laughs> in the future it. than the past. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <Okay>. true. <laughs> Good point. Thank you for talking to them. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, but yeah, I think that's exactly what it's, they're saying is to trust. And, and it doesn't even feel like it's like you've done the work. You don't need to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop working. <laughs> I have so much, I have so much on my plate. Like you're exactly right. I just, I don't know. I'm a doer and I need to be a beer, <laughs> not beer, but like, you know, I need to be in the flow. I'm still doing. <laughs> just it's still it. doing. I know. <laughs> that was really nice if someone is listening to this and they're like I want a reading with Sloan or I want to work with her do you offer classes or tell me a little bit about what what else you offer besides just one-on-one so that if anyone is listening um, and wants to work with you they'll know what you offer so I offer um, of course I do one-on-ones okay um, and I still work with cards. Yeah. That's my first, that's my first thing. I got my first card deck when I was 16 from my grandmother. And so I just, I love working with cards. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have stepped a little bit away from doing like any kind of psychic work. I really like to l- go deeper into the questions and like be more of like a coacher through my cards. But so you can go to my website. That's the best way she-woke.com and there you can find an assortment of things so I do the one-on-one medium readings um and then I do card readings and then I also have coaching so this is for someone that's looking to be supported and opening up their gifts or if they are experiencing um like dark forces or they're just scared I mean some a lot of people I opened up this resource because people are their gifts are expanding and they don't know what to do with them. And, and I want to be that open source and be of service to people like this, because, um, I believe in empowering the empath. So 
there's three services there. And then also I host a once a month meditation circle and I host it online. Oh, cool. So, um, I haven't announced my February date, but, um, I'll have something coming up and you can find that on my website. And then also I do, um, enrollment for programs. Like I will host, these are, this is where the magic really happens. It's we'll do a seven week course where we, um, set the intention to expand with spirit and to interlace it in our lives and, and to really live by spirit. So, uh, and to have like radical faith and this is, um, a private, like one-on-one groups where we work and there's all different kinds of, um, exercises and we get on once a week, we talk and all of those groups just like last forever. They stay connected and, um, it's a resource for people that are growing with their gifts. So um, all of those options are available on my website. It's she-woke and um, yeah. That's great. I'll be sure to put your um, website in the show notes so that people can just tap on it. Um, and it sounds like you're just helping the people of the world who are battling demons. Who just wanna... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I kid, I kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> So I'm funny. Like, not a demon, call me. Okay. <laughs> I love that guy. I love him <laughs> so much. Love him so much. I'm like, he, I'm gonna like he, I'm gonna carry him, those stories with me forever. Forever. That's just amazing. I can feel him coming out. <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank you, Sloan, so much for um allowing me to interview you and sharing your light and your laughter. You have such a bubbly personality and Thank you for bringing through my grandmothers. That was amazing. I'm just, I'm grateful that you were willing to be here. Yeah, thank you for holding the space for healers. And I think this is what we need to to bring healers into the light and and let's get in our power. The world needs us right now, right now. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.